Hey everyone, my name is Brandon Patrick, that's Sophie Green, and you're listening to the Super Lit Podcast. Intro music. Hey. Super Lit Podcast is a bi-weekly bobcast. Is a what what? <laughs> a bobcast. The Super Lit Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBTQIA community. Hello, Sophie. Hello. Um, do I sound really loud today? I feel really loud today. You sound normal. You I feel like I can hear everything. <laughs> All right. So um, today... We are talking about the high fantasy novel, A Dark and Hollow Star by Ashley Shovelworth. Um, They are a young adult fantasy author with a degree in English literature and a slight obsession with The Legend of Zelda, Kingdom Hearts, and Final Fantasy, as if you couldn't tell. Wow. They live in Ontario, Canada, with their cat named Zach and a growing collection of cosplay swords. Um, We love that for Ashley. We love that for them. Um, And um, yeah, so this book was actually suggested to me by uh, an old coworker from Sephora. We ran into each other at Barnes & Noble. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her name is Jackie. And she was like, oh, you're looking for queer books? I was like, yes, I need them. (laughs) Always. Always. Only looking for those. I don't have time for anything else. And she was like, oh, try that one. And I was like, A Dark and Hollow Star. Okay. And I pulled it out and I was like, okay. <laughs> I absolutely love this. The the album artwork, if you will. The album artwork. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to keep that as my my thing. Everything is album artwork. It's all, everything's an album. Yeah. Everything and everyone is an album. Um, do you have the physical book or do you have a Kobo style? Uh, I got, I got an ebook. You got it on the 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 Kobo ebook. All right. Physical bow. So I'll read the book sleeve. Choose your player. <laughs> Choose your character. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Da, um, da, da, da. The <laughs> that was not Ju- the music I wanted to go for, but it just <laughs> it just happened. It appeared. Da, 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 da. Yeah, no, that's not it either. Why don't I know the Smash Brothers theme song? We'll figure that out later. It's good a game. <laughs> um, choose your player. The ironborn half fey outcast of her royal fey family. Here, let me lift the book up. A temptuous fury exiled to earth from the immortal realm and hellbent on revenge. A dutiful fey prince determined to earn his place on the throne. The prince's brood and guardian burdened with a terrible secret. Tell me the secret. Um... For centuries, the eight courts of folk have lived among us, concealed by magic and bound by law to do no harm to humans. 
This arrangement has long kept peace in the courts until a series of gruesome and ritualistic murders rocks the city of Toronto and threatens to expose fairies to the human world. Four queer teens, each holding a key piece of the truth behind these murders, must form a tenuous alliance in their effort to track down the mysterious killer behind these crimes. If they fail, they risk the destruction of the fairy and human worlds alike. If that's not bad enough, there's a war brewing between the mortal and immortal realms, and the only one of these nope and one of these teens is destined to tip the scales the only question is which way wish them luck they're going to need it boy howdy oh heck truly yikes um i know i already said it but the album artwork on this book is amazing um that's literally why i picked it up i was like oh absolutely we love whatever this fairy dragon thing is Mm mm-hmm would you say that upon looking at this blessed image that this is nausicaa oh for sure i didn't know who it was until like maybe halfway through the book and i was like wait she got wang (laughs) (laughs) so he's talking about this this fairy's wings (laughs) she got wang (laughs) she she in a hat um, but yeah, the uh, the cover. So I took the cover off just because the book is massive. It's five hundred pa- or four hundred ninety nine pages, so it's five hundred pages worth of book basically. Um, I took the cover off because it was just too much to handle. <laughs> I just oh, could yeah, not, that's, that's correct. Yeah, I could not handle having uh, the sleeve sliding the book out of my grasp um, because I felt like my <laughs> wrists were too weak to hold the book. <laughs> I was like holding it's it. I was like, powerful. I need to put this down. It's too <laughs> it's, strong. It's too gay. Um, but yeah, I have some notes. So I'm going to pull those down. <clears throat> so I think the first thing that I had like written down was I'm obsessed with Nausicaa. Yeah. Just yes, like yes, fully. Yes. yes. <laughs> Continue. Um, if the book had only been from her perspective, I think it would have been. 9,000% funnier mm-hmm. because it's 100% funny. <laughs> yes. Um, Correct. But it was just like really fun starting off with her because I felt like it really set the tone for the book. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I had no idea. So Sophie and I have been playing the Hades game. Um, I had no idea that when they said um, that Nausicaa was a fury. I didn't think of like the three furies from Hades. You didn't immediately? No, I just like I didn't when I read the book, like the description of the books, I was like, oh, okay, okay, a fury. Okay, okay. All right. And then Sorry. we like started off and I'm like, wait. I was like, <laughs> wait when they introduced her as uh what's her which Electo. Fury? Electo. I was mm-hmm. like <laughs> Um, my least favorite of the three furies in the Hades game. If only because I can't romance her and because she doesn't just say murder to me. Murder. I had to Google why Tisephone does that. I still haven't finished Hades. I should finish that. Oh my god. I mean, there's no real way to finish it. There is well, I know, but I still haven't like completed a full run because I didn't have God mode on for 
most of the time I was playing it. You didn't? No. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, when, how did you? We yeah. had this, I literally, you told me about it. And you, oh, I forgot that I. Told I was like, how it. many runs did you do before you finished? And you were like, I don't know, like twelve. And I was like, okay, so I'm on run forty four. Um. <laughs> Oh, I've died 44 times. Really? Because the game asked me if I still wanted to keep playing. It, <laughs> you uh, sure? <laughs> you can make it easier? Fuck. <laughs> yes. Um, But then I did get all the way to the end where you actually fight Hades. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've won. Or I, won- I beat him once and I didn't beat him the second <gasps> time. And then I haven't... And then I haven't played it since because I got distracted by Pokemon. And you were like, uh-uh. I got. Ca- I was trying to catch a shiny star. You for a couple of weeks. Ooh, I feel that. All right, we're getting off track. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but no, I I didn't expect. I guess because when I think of like um like mythology, I don't think of like those like legends being considered like fairies. Right. So I just uh, like imagine them to be like deities as they say in the book as opposed to gods um right but i guess i like never like thought of it and went like oh yeah definitely like these people can be like i guess in this world they're considered fairies um right or like deities um and it's funny like in the book we meet did you watch billy and mandy as a kid briefly not it was not like top tier but it was definitely on occasionally so the goddess of destruction and chaos, her name is Eris. And there's a male character named Eris in this book. And I mm-hmm. Googled it because I was like, wait, maybe like this is like maybe it's a different person. And it was just uh, the female version of it. So I was like really excited to see that like the author just took like full liberty with just like changing things up, um, which was really interesting to me because I really... <laughs> One of my favorite characters in Billy and Mandy was Eris. Um, she just walked around in like a white like toga. And I uh-huh. think was just like so evil, but like Billy was so dumb yes. that like it just didn't work. And she was just tortured by Billy. I think he eventually made like I think something happened to her and she like wound up with a gap in her teeth because of cartoon violence. Because that's how that works. Cartoon violence. Yeah. Think, hold on, let me. Are you Googling her? Oh my God. Yeah, of course this is your favorite character. Yeah, she's a oh blonde idiot <laughs> she's a who blonde only bimbo. loves chaos. <laughs> Next cosplay for you. Yes, truly would love it. From there, the second like introductory chapter is with a character named Hero. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of liked those um, those chapters because it really, I think, set the mood for the book. Would you agree? Yes, I felt like there was not enough of them though. I felt like there there was like mm-hmm. a handful. Yeah. And I wanted more, but it was like very it definitely it was like a mood shift every time that we got like a little bit because they're very short too. Mm-hmm. Every time I was like, please <laughs> please tell me more. <laughs> no, but I definitely think that that is like a really cool like mood setter in between the different chapters um i think there were five of them yeah not enough yeah there weren't enough but at the same time like i understand why because they're kind of doing that thing where um so the the character that is like 
I guess the person like the in-between chapters that aren't one of the four main characters mm-hmm. follows um, a character named Hero and he's clearly doing something bad and we're like not sure what it is. He's often described as being in a laboratory of some kind. <laughs> he's in Dexter's laboratory doing something. He's, and he's up to mischief. Truly. And it's kind of the thing where it's like it's from his point of view and it gives like the reader a like glimpse at to like as to like what's going on in the background, if you will. So uh-huh. like we kind of get let in on what's going on as the story goes. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of like really love that, but I also really liked that because they were doing that, which kind of give, gave us a glimpse into like what was going on. There was also like the aspect of like Arlo being the quote unquote like normal perspective where it's like someone who isn't a f- like full blown magical creature, mm-hmm. like their point of view where they're like, oh yeah, I walk into this goblin market and it's just like, <laughs> there's a mermaid. <laughs> Oh my god. (laughs) There's a shirtless Elvin Prince. I mean that I feel like no one (laughs) oopsies. Um (laughs) oops, oops, oops. And I kind of liked that for Arlo. I was really, really interested in Nausicaa and Arlo. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's surprising for me. Shocking. I think because I'm really bad. There's two dumb boys. Why didn't you love them? I do love dumb boys, but I also like when they eventually kiss. Oh, well. I'm not, I can't handle slow burns. It's like the department. That's my shit. I know. So like, I'm sure. Stare longingly at each other. (laughs) Get mad at each other. And then both of you go. God, I just like he means so much to me, and I want to make out with him, but like I shouldn't. But clearly, he doesn't want to make out with me, so I can't never <laughs> and tell then it, him. It pans over to the the other idiot boy, him thinking the same thing because they are one brain cell. Yeah, that's my <laughs> shit. I know it's just like, can you guys like wind up in like a situation where it's like, oh no, the hotel only gave us a bedroom with one room, like one bed, oh, <laughs> only God. one room, only one room. I mean, he's a prince, so I mean. How dare they? You're fucking right. The Holiday Inn only gave us one bed and one room. And one bathtub. <laughs> How dare. Um, I want four. <laughs> I can imagine that's exactly what they sound like. But I, that stuff always like, I'm like, okay. I also didn't think that there would be more than one book when reading this. So like mm-hmm. going through the book and like waiting for something to happen that may or may not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like my, one of my least favorite things uh-huh. but like Nausicaa and um, Arlo I almost said Alto again <laughs> yeah and Arlo um, them like clearly on a careening path of like at some point they're gonna make out mm-hmm. um, because Nausicaa just... comes in to like meets Arlo and goes hey you're hot you wanna make out <laughs> Basically, she looks, at, she looks at her across the cafe and is like, "Fuck." <laughs> She's hot. I should probably not tell her that. Ten pages later, so you're like really hot. Anyway, uh, whatever. <laughs> hot or something. Not that I care. No. Um, but I kind of really love that perspective, like thrown in, because I think with also that being in the book, it helps kind of give the excuse to like world build and the way that they do like right. every fantasy novel i feel like 
has at least ones that I really wind up liking has that like character who's new. Well, it's, yeah, it's like really good shorthand to have mm-hmm. like a way of explaining things to the audience without it feeling like really ham-fisted is being like have a character that's like shit's being explained to. Yes, because like a lot of the stuff that's going on, like Arlo's part of the book starts off with her quote unquote weighing ceremony. And it was like, hmm, this sounds awful and I hate it. This sounds bad. Sounds this like sounds, some fairy shit. Yeah, this sounds um, really um, BMI index of the fairy community. Um, but That's, it was actually... They, 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 you know the, the fairy community strongly <laughs> believes in BMI. Yes. My favorite thing um, about like all high fantasy that involves like fairy courts and the fairy underworld is that they're all assholes that's like oh, a yeah. running theme it's so good i if you tell me a fairy is nice it's not a fairy Mm-mm. that's incorrect that's false i think it really leans into the like i'm really skinny and really pretty so like why do i have to be nice yeah exactly it's like who are you <laughs> who oh, are you to tell me oh, oh you're, you're half human <laughs> oh <laughs> oh your hair isn't the color of starlight i can't be bothered you haven't been touched by the sun deity herself that's funny you don't have a natural glitter that just gently bounces off your cheeks when the sunlight hits it you have to put on highlighter wow it's just a shame for you sounds like a shame (laughs) um Um. I yes (laughs) yeah so the next note that i had was like the two fey boys who are the other pieces of the story don't have a lot of importance until the end. Maybe they will like book two. They have, I think overall, because I think yeah. a lot of the book takes place from Arlo's perspective. Right. Well, um, they have like a lot of, I feel like what they're, they're the things that are going on with them is important, mm-hmm. but it doesn't like tie into the main plot until like later in the book, probably about like 75% into the book. Yeah. So it like kind of feels it's like a, like a weird side quest almost or like a secondary yeah. plot that's happening and then it's you're the suddenly like oh we're all together the main quest in the the end of the dlc yeah exactly suddenly um, you're the characters are overlapping and everyone's invited yeah. suddenly they're in nevada <laughs> as opposed that to canada through okay the... is there a nevada in canada i just want to make sure there isn't right they're talking know. about the american desert it's possible i okay. don't know canada like that paul <laughs> She just casually has a desert somewhere in um, there, also named Nevada. Well, it just could be named Nevada. It doesn't have to be as desert, I guess. So I guess, doesn't Nevada mean desert? Um, Isn't Nevada desert one of those things that's like desert, desert? <laughs> so chai tea? Yeah. TT? <laughs> could be. Um, uh, the thing, like, I liked the, the, like, the modernity of the the book but mm-hmm. i also was like really thrown at some points because they're like they're was it, it was like celadon or something that was just mm-hmm. like vibing in his room just being like a really posh little fairy boy like really mm-hmm. um like Me leaning into being a <laughs> leaning into being a magical creature that exists yeah. in another world and then he was uh-huh. like my apple watch and i was like no <laughs> no my head hurts i don't like this and so then i think like, the thing we spoke about for like a second was that i was having trouble with like there's like normal modern speak and then there's quote-unquote vintage speak as i like to call it where like gosh. someone is speaking in like old english or something and i'm like 
Well, <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah. there's a person like, what's your damage, Heather? And the other yeah. person just like, thou art, do not speak me king. And I'm like, oh, wow. Curious. <laughs> I, uh, I, that broke my brain a little bit. And it's yeah. definitely very much like the, I'm walking through a magical door with my iPad. And it's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we it getting, was like, bitch? it was very like, we're in the underworld of the fairy court where there's like different different fairy kind and blah blah blah. Katy Perry's playing softly in the background. Like it was very like Aladdin drops his air pad. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Um, there was a lot of that energy. It was very interesting. I was I guess only like the younger fairies had a lot of that going on though. Maybe yeah. Um, I remember there was like a weird kind of a weird disconnect where there was like very like I feel like it's like a very traditional kind of trope in like a fantasy like a high fantasy novel where you have especially something that's like more of an urban fantasy Mm -hmm. um, where it's like no the fairy world exists here it's always existed here you just can't see it because like we're blocking it from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like that kind of overlap, but there was also like, but also like we don't like humans and we don't want to interact with them, but also yeah. we're interacting with them a lot. It was like very strange. I I kind of really liked that they did bring that up where they're like, oh, we really don't like dealing with humans, but also their technology. We love it. Because <laughs> I we, think they bring that up anytime like one MacBooks. of them is using a phone. Yeah. <laughs> They love the new MacBooks. They also love that the iMacs are in color now. <laughs> My next note that I had, um, I think the other thing that was throwing me off, just because I think that what was the last book we read yesterday is history. There were mm-hmm. so many like quote unquote normal names in there mm-hmm. <laughs> versus in this book, they're all like magic. Everyone's fucking name sounds the same everyone's yep. the son of someone who's uh-huh. the son of someone who's the son of someone yep everyone's from some kind of fairy court someone mm-hmm. is like a sealy something who's yep. the son Seely of a something something <laughs> solstice summer something yep uh-huh. um it's a very like aon 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 kind of situation yeah so my thing is okay so we find out early in the book that arlo's dad was aware of the magical community he's human Mm -hmm. um and then he was he basically had the knowledge magically taken away from him by his choice when he i guess got divorced from arlo's mom follow is her name i think yeah Here's a question for you. Your daughter's Uh name is arlo your ex-wife's name is thalo her cousin's name is celadon you don't have any idea that these people might be fairies. <laughs> I mean, if you just like, if that's not even on your radar a little bit. But like <laughs> the the other, like your nephew's name is like Eowyn or something. Like <laughs> these aren't. <laughs> no, it's I don't fine. know. I, th- I feel like I would have gotten a hint. Something's different with you Something guys. Something seems strange. Something's different here. Your your ears always been that pointy. Your eyes. Tell me, boy, going. have your ears always been this pointy? Have your eyes always shifted like that <laughs> in the sunlight? Or... 
They're kind of holographic. They keep moving. Strange to me. Yeah, no, I think um, <laughs> the names were really like a really a difficult topic for me. But as you got into the book, I felt like it really like eased up. It was a lot easier to remember people's mm-hmm. names um, as I got more used to the the world. But at the beginning, it was just like there's a chapter for or two for like each individual. Mm-hmm. and in those chapters you're introduced to like their best friend and then someone else and it's just like a bunch of names per like mm-hmm. Arlo's first chapter there's a bunch of names thrown at you and I was like a wang ceremony with King Triton and um the 15 different heads of households all like, of his what daughters is, uh what is going on and then Celadon comes in and I read his name first and I closed the book and went it did not say Celadon and then I opened it back up and I was like, oh, it does. Okay, there's nothing wrong with this name. I just thought my brain was doing the thing where it's like too much information overload, <laughs> sensory overload, if you will. His name's Pete now. <laughs> His name is Peter. Um, He's a tiny corgi now. I mean, that would have made the book really good. <laughs> yeah. But then it goes into like Nausicaa's who uh, she has like a few like characters Mm-hmm. And granted, it's not bad world building in any way, shape, or form. I'm just, <laughs> I don't read a lot of fantasy novels. So, mm-hmm. like, when I do, I'm like, okay, I have to go in and mm-hmm. really try <laughs> to not. I started reading this and I was like, oh no. Oh, Brendan. Oh no, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, though I play Final Fantasy, I play Legend of Zelda. Like, I'm really interested in that kind of stuff. So, it's not like I, I don't like it. Right. I feel like I just haven't been fed anything like my whole life other than the dreaded books we don't talk about anymore. Well, I mean, there's Lord of the Rings. That's like an adult-ass book. It's not. The Hobbit's, the Hobbit's not. The Hobbit's, not? Uh, no, he wrote it for his kids. Oh, I didn't know that. The Hobbit is very fun and short. It's a significantly shorter um than Lord of the Rings. Oh. First of all, it's only one book. It's also only like a couple hundred pages. I didn't know that. It's very good. You should read it. Interesting. Anyway, <laughs> though that does have a lot of dwarves who have very similar names. I mean, that's like my family. So, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Irish dwarves with a bunch of the same Brendan, names. Brendan, Brandon. <laughs> Bryden. Bryden. And Brittany. <laughs> I wish. Did did you have any notes that you wanted to throw in? I'm just like reading off my thing as we go. While you look at that, I will say, in this book, there was a really good amount of representation in terms of like a few different boxes were ticked off in terms of like, oh, like this person, <laughs> the troll that's like, no, I'm not a dude, not a woman either, but thanks. Thanks for the compliment. Wink. Yeah. Um, like there was, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but the pronoun that is X-E and X-E-Y, uh-huh. um, I don't think in any of our books that we've read that has been represented in any way. Mm. Would you say? I think, so. uh, yeah, I don't think so. Because when I was writing that note, I like looked over and I was like, I don't think so at all Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. And the ideas, the idea that like these gods have existed like way before like our ideas of like anything that is like binary or not. Mm-hmm. They've just be- always been. Right. And then being like, yeah, I mean, sure, um, gender, I guess. <laughs> if you, if you, if you really, must, if you must, if you have to consider me or even perceive me, I guess. But like, uh-huh. um, I thought that was really cool, and I feel like that's definitely something that like for this book, it just like is so nice to see, and just in general too. Um, because I feel like sometimes when I'm reading like mystical books, just like when you read a book and it's like, oh, everyone here is white. This is a fantasy book. Mm-hmm. You have the, the ability to make a different kind of fantasy book. And you, okay, sure. It was just nice to see that. And the person who had those pronouns that I said before, they actually like had like um a, a chunk of the book where they like were there it wasn't just like a one and done they were in right. two different parts of the book and they're like an important character that it just happens to not be like a main character but they're part of like a group of individuals that are basically like the, the four horsemen yeah of the apocalypse of the apocalypse <laughs> yeah Brittany Christina <laughs> Um, Adele. Ah! <laughs> um, Here, one second. Crack it open a cold one with the boys. Yeah, truly. <laughs> Cracking open a cold one with the four horsemen. With the four horsemen. I I will say, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of the main characters were described as having like extremely pale features which is like kind of like a thing that's like built into a lot of like fairy lore because a lot of like actual fairy lore exists more in like the Netherlands and that kind of area so obviously it's like a lot of white people Mm -hmm. but I feel like there wasn't there was a lot of diversity when it came to like gender. Yeah. There but was I don't think there was like a lot of diversity when it came to like <clears throat> ethnicity. In no, the and cast. I think um in the cast, I think the <clears throat> deepest it went was that like someone was tan. Yeah. Um, versus like there being like dark skinned people or brown people. Right. I think there I have a feel like obviously if I have to think about it that's like not great but um. right that's the thing it's like not I mean there was a lot I think also like a lot of the characters when they're introduced there was a lot of like description of them physically yeah so in a sense that was like really good because you do get like a good visual of what like the author is trying to like present as a character but it also Mm -hmm. like doesn't give a lot of leeway for like people to imagine people to imagine like any anything else and or like infer that there might be like a a more of uh like more inclusive Mm -hmm. representation when it comes to race but again so yeah like and that was that was like my one like kind of critique Mm -hmm. 
that yeah so i again it's like this weird like line because it's like yeah i think like a lot of i mean i'm no by no means an expert but i definitely have, have read and like listened to like a lot of stuff that has had to do with like fairy like fairy lore mm-hmm. in the general sense as well as like in like fiction and stuff mm-hmm. um and i there's definitely a heavy leaning in on like they're not really like it's not like white necessarily mm-hmm. but like fairies have very pale complexions and then are also like different colors like literally like yeah. they had like blue undertones in their skin and stuff and some of them are like green there's also a bunch of different races in this that being like there's a mermaid that is in the one um mm-hmm. the one person's court i'm forgetting their name um i had a hard time with the fairy boys names i will say that yeah um i think it's just because they're not in the book as much mm-hmm. as like they are near the end as we said mm-hmm. before i think the one character's name was Alorian, mm-hmm. um in their court so i mm-hmm. know that the one guard is like this like faint like really like tough merman mm-hmm. of sorts if i remember correctly mm-hmm. um so there's like a lot of different um <laughs> There's a, lot of, of there's a lot of fantasy races but there isn't yeah. like a lot of diversity in like things that directly correlate to our world i guess mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's a really good point i actually i didn't think of that until i said that's it. like the that is a thing that i definitely am like on high alert from when i when i do read fantasy because mm-hmm. you said like you're you've made a fantasy world so like <laughs> there's no rules no so why not just make everyone like truly um (laughs) so there is the villain of the book and then there's the ultimate villain in the book um did you see the ultimate villain coming because i sort of did and then i was like no that can't be it i want to say yes but also like i know what it is now so like Mm -hmm. i can't remember really if i was like oh i called it Mm-hmm. maybe but because probably, the way it like, plays out is very much like once upon a time with the what regina has going on in her tomb mm-hmm. if you know what i mean the these mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. um i just i just threw up a signal at sylvie so she knew what i was talking about mm-hmm. but this book is very much like once upon a time meet, <laughs> meets hades meets um oh my gosh there was another thing that oh um full metal alchemist <laughs> <laughs> I was reading this going, oh wow, this is like so many different things that I wasn't expecting to be yeah, like there's part like, of the DNA of this book. There's so there's like so many different um there yeah, no, there this book is just like a patchwork of like different like fantasy genres, which just makes mm-hmm. it like kind of fun because it's not like really expected. No. But you do you're like, okay, so we're dealing with like furies, which are like more like greek roman mythology but also Mm -hmm. we're dealing with like fairy courts which are like strongly like european and like scandinavian origins Mm -hmm. and then also we're dealing with like alchemy which is just like all over the place i don't actually know what like the origins of alchemy is that's kind of i'll research that later (laughs) yeah Um, also D &D is thrown in there oh yeah there's well, a, there's something for everyone. <laughs> there's really no it really is because like kind of like a patchwork quilt of like fantasy genres. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. 
I didn't expect it when I picked up this book to be smacked back and forth between like, you want alchemy? We got it. You want thingamabobs? We got 20. Like it's, <laughs> do you miss the, the Elric brothers? Guess what? There's alchemy in here. Have you, you been playing I the do. Hades games? No. Well, guess what? Too late. We're going to want to again. The only thing yeah. missing is Pokemon. Honestly. Wait, no, no. Because I'm like, <laughs> Nausicaa mentions Pokemon Go in this. She does. I forgot. <laughs> There's everything in this. This book has everything. We <laughs> no are joke. Done. This is our last episode. We're we're done reading now. This book has everything. I think this is is our 78th or 79th oh. episode. Let's find out. I should know this. You're in charge. <laughs> Oh, this is our 79th episode. It only took us to 79 to get Pokemon. <laughs> 79. Um, but, oh, there wasn't a lot of pop, I can't say pop culture today. There weren't a lot of pop culture references until uh-huh. towards the end of the book. And like uh-huh. Nausicaa was like, all right, let's, let's get him going. Let's go. We almost went an entire book without a reference to Harry Potter. Almost. Um, yeah, but they didn't like, like say it outright, which is kind of nice. Yeah, they just said Gryffindor. <laughs> there was like another part too where they said something that was like, oh, they said they mentioned platform nine and three quarters at one point. Oh, yeah. Bum. Oh, well. Um, yeah, at a certain point, Nozica just starts throwing in like pop culture stuff, and I was like, oh, <laughs> quick before the book ends. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a moment where she like would look at the camera and be like, hey guys, you're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She truly was like the best. Um, she was so fun, which is hilarious because well, the the start of the book, like at the beginning of the book, it's like her getting like stripped of her like fury dumb or whatever. Like her title. she she yeah she gets her title stripped from her she's like forced out and she has to change her name and stuff and it's like very like oh this is gonna be the big bad i guess or like mm-hmm. here's that's what and i then, thought and then she rolls up and she's like what's up fuckos yeah. and she's just like a good time the bitches <laughs> um i <laughs> there's a part so um nausicaa's last name is kraken Kraken. One of the elf boys um, asks, like, is that really your last name? And she goes, I could kill you right now if I wanted to. Yeah. And he goes, good point. (laughs) It's very, like, big, strong, bush, like, friend energy. Yeah, she's... I could snap you in half if I wanted to. Tiny Twink goes, well, you know, you've made points. (laughs) Correct. Moving on. Yeah. I I I really liked how for a person who has been alive for like I guess like hundreds of years at this point, she's very just like fresh feeling. It was nice. Uh huh. Yeah, that was nice. It yeah, was a nice yeah. balance to how like um quiet. Um, I almost said alto again. Arlo is soprano. <laughs> I want them to kiss more. Would oh. you? Did you think that there was going to be a book too when you picked this up? Mm. 
I mean, there better be. <laughs> no, no, I think there is. Okay. Um, if it's not out now, it's coming out. Yeah. I should look that up. But um, I think by the time I got like um maybe like a little over like a quarter of a way into it i was mm-hmm. like oh, okay so there's gonna be like more of this because there's just like too much world building happening for that not to happen yeah probably yeah, and the philosopher stones that are in it i liked the descriptions of them it was just like okay we've only gotten one like we definitely like i want it there there are others interesting question mark dot 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 mm-hmm. There was just like so much going on, and I really am very interested in if there's going to be a second one, and if there is, like, when can I get my grubby little hands on it? So I'm glad we figured out. Um, I'm sorry. Okay. That there's a book too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because um, I need it now. <laughs> well, yeah. There, there was also like just so much that was like, well, this isn't the end, right? It shan't um, be. I got to page 400 and I was like, this this can't be it. This ain't it, right? No, <laughs> truly. Yeah, no, I was so happy to get to like page 400 and I was like, oh, I have to finish this. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed up until 2 a.m. on Saturday night finishing this book. Oh my God. I was having such a good time reading it. <laughs> oh my God. But I'm anyway. interested to see if this like the style of writing will change for the second book in terms of like how descriptive it was. Is this this author's first book? It might be. I'm not sure. I always find it interesting to read like the premier novel of an author and then if they write um, and then like what, how their like writing progresses, especially Mm -hmm. if you're writing like in the same universe. So yeah. But I, I don't think I have, like, anything else I wanted to add. I was just, like, very hype about this book. Mm-hmm. Um, I love getting book suggestions from other people who uh, collectively hoard books. Right. Um, <laughs> and um, this one was just, like, a really nice suggestion. I love fantasy books. I feel like I'm not suggested enough queer ones, so that's why I don't always pick them up. Um, right. But I think this one's, like, a pretty good like higher end entry novel for fantasy stuff yeah because it was easy enough to like grasp once i started reading it um versus like some other ones that i've like picked up in my life that i was like why (laughs) did i pick this up oops yeah truly oops (laughs) i would say this is like as um like I don't want to say easy to read, but like the um, Arthurian cycle books that we read, mm-hmm. uh, Sword in the Stars, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like those were pretty easy to like get into those worlds. Yeah, that was really accessible. I think that was written a lot more modern than like this. This one was like a good middle ground between like a modern like YA kind of book, like mm-hmm. YA fantasy and like a high, like a traditional high fantasy book that's like yeah. a little bit harder to get into if you're not used to like reading that kind of book. Oh my God, and I am not. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think that's all I have. Do you have anything that you wanted to add? No, I don't think so. <laughs> all right, well... The book we were talking about is A Dark and Hollow Star, and that was by Ashley Shuttleworth. Yeah. Also, um, I know you're not a lesbian, but happy lesbian day. (laughs) 
was, I was like, where is she going with this? <laughs> All right, What's Brandon. Happening? What's going on here? Um, what? I just wanted to talk to you about how I woke up today and I think it popped up in my, like, someone sent it to me. It was like, it's lesbian day. And I was like, it is. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, I think that's everything we have today. My name is Brandon Patrick. That's Sophie Green. <laughs> You've been listening to the Super Love Podcast. Trap music.